Good evening, and welcome to Tuesday Night Live. Thank you for being a part of this ministry time this evening. You know, every time that I minister on social media, I always have a purpose. Or anytime I minister one-on-one in a church setting, a conference, or wherever it may be, there is a purpose. And that purpose is to speak life, to speak encouragement, to help people find out how to walk through their disappointments, to stay focused on God, and not allow the enemy to get them weary and discouraged and give up. You know, we're living in very, very strange times right now. All of my years, I have never seen such divisions, so many bad things happening at one time. All I know is this has been prophesied in the Bible, and God said in His Word that in the last days there would be perilous times where men would be lovers of themselves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient and un- to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affections, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce and despisers of those that are good. From such, turn away. And then the Bible tells us also that in the last time there would be many things happening, earthquakes, sorrows, and uh, many, many disasters that we've been watching take place. And then we see how our politics is so confused and and so messed up and people are divided. My purpose here this evening is to bring unity and speak words of comfort and help that would help us all to get on the same page. You know, the Bible says, Upon this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. My purpose is all of us coming together in unity in one accord and believe in God that in this time of controversy, confusion, chaos, and pain, that God will give us His joy, His peace, His wisdom, direction of knowing how to make good and right choices. You know, I... I know we've talked about COVID now. It's getting close to two years now that we've had this to deal with. And in the last few weeks, uh, the last few months, we've seen so many deaths from our personal friends and close, very close people, people that I've known for years. And I, I know this is a time not to fear, not to be afraid. And I get... Um, messages almost every day of people telling me they have COVID. But you know, this is just a work of the enemy. Now, COVID is real. I'm not, you know, I just said I've lost many loved ones this year to COVID. And last year, both my wife and I, we both experienced COVID and came through very well. Uh, We had to walk by faith. We had to stand and keep the enemy from causing fear in our life. And not only did my wife have COVID, she had pneumonia as well. 
But you know, God brought us both through. And I'm grateful that he brought us through. You that have lost your loved ones, I feel bad for you. I, I hurt for you that you lost your loved ones through this terrible thing that Satan has released upon the world. And it's not just in the United States of America. But you know, we have about three days left until we go into our new year of 2022. You know, I can remember many years ago, I never dreamed that I would experience um, this, this time. I thought Jesus would have come by now. Maybe many of you have thought the same thing, that Jesus would have already come. You know, we looked at our calendar, and of course God's calendar and our calendar is not the same. So we have many things going on in the world, as I said, in our politics, and not just in the United States, but many places of the world. And there is so much trouble, there is so much confusion. But you know one thing? I have mentioned on several of the broadcasts over and over again, John 14, 27, that God would give us peace. And he said, the peace that I give is not the world, the kind the world would give. But I want to just talk to you here just a few minutes about the three minutes or the three days that we have left before we enter into the new year of 2022. You know, uh, what is really important to you about finishing strong in 2021? That's one of the things that I always think is very important to anybody is to finish strong. And I, I um, every year always, you know, I set my face like the Bible says, I set my face like flint to finish what I started at the beginning of the year. So many people never finish what they start. You know, not long ago I was with a person in, in their, their place where they live and they were taking me around their, their property and they had many, many things started. I mean, it was probably I saw 20 or 30 things started and none of them were finished. Some of them had been sitting there for years because this person said, well, I just get disinterested and I go to the next and I go to the next. Well, you know, one of the things that causes us to lose vision, one of the things that causes us to lose hope, this, one of the things that causes us to lose focus is to start more things then we can finish. I believe in big vision. I have big vision. We've been doing things for years and years. God has blessed us, as you've heard me say many times, to go around the world, minister to multitudes of people. But one of the things I like to do, I like to finish a project once I start. And for me, in Feb January of 2021, I already had my goals set before 2021 arrived. When I left 2020, I had focus on finishing what I started for 20. Now I have three days left. You have three days left. Now, if you're in uh, one of the foreign nations where we're 14 hours ahead, you, you don't have quite uh, three days left. 
But what are you going to do in the hours that you have? Let me ask you, uh, what really matters to you? Uh, what about your spiritual life? You know, to me, our spiritual life is the greatest thing in the world. And I want to ask you the question, are you better spiritually here on this um, day today than uh, this, this um, December the 28th? Are you better on the 28th than you were in 2021 than you were in 2020? Now, I don't know how long it's going to be before Jesus comes, but I feel like I have gained some ground. I feel like I'm better. You know, I had so many things thrown at me personally from the enemy. So many things came against our ministry. I had a lot of things that happened. No, and and I, I didn't get... COVID in 21, I got it in 2020. I had so many things happen in 2021, probably one of the most trying years that I can remember in our over 60 years of ministry. But every trial, every hardship only made me push in deeper. There were times in this year when the trials were so heavy, so big, lasting so long sometimes I felt numb sometimes I just I'm just being very transparent with you today I felt numb now I never use the term my prayers don't get anywhere or my prayers it seems like they're bouncing back you know I never let that get into my thinking because I know that my prayers are heard because I pray the will of God. And when I don't know what to pray, I pray Romans 8 and 26, for when we know not what we should pray for as we ought. The Spirit Himself makes intercession for us according to the will of God. And so when we pray, when I pray, when I'm praying about something, I take God's word, I get the scriptures, and I go to God and I pray over things and I believe that God hears me. And so if I don't see the answers, if I don't see the results, I'm not thinking in my mind, I'm not getting through. I'm not thinking that God doesn't love me. I'm not thinking that God's mad at me. I'm not thinking that God is punishing me. I just know I'm in a trial. I just know Satan is, well, the Bible says in First Peter, the Bible says First Peter 5, he talks about how Satan is going forth as a lion seeking whom he may devour. Well, I know that. And so, the, and then the Bible says in that same context to cast your cares on him. So I just, instead of me trying to carry all the cares, so here we are at the end of the year getting ready to enter into a 2022 and I want you to be ready. I want to be ready. I believe I'm ready for 2022. See, I, I, when 2021 came in, I didn't know what February was going to bring us. I didn't know that February was going to bring 
uh, cold weather that Texas had never had and it was going to almost destroy our ministry center and that we was not going to have a place to worship for over six months. I didn't know that. I didn't know the work that was going to be involved with my staff, myself, my wife of taking everything out and getting it in a, and then the hiring a company to move it to a storage and and then moving it back and all the things we had. I didn't know all of these things was going to happen. But each day as they came, I dealt with them each day. As I said, sometimes I didn't feel anything. I felt numb. I didn't feel like praying sometimes. I didn't think like feel like believing sometimes. But all I knew to do The Bible says in Ephesians, when you've done all that you can do is stand. So instead of complaining, instead of, you know, saying words, I don't understand. Where is God? Why is all this happening? I just said, God, you're a God of love. You're a God of peace. You're a God of hope. And somehow, even though I don't understand why all of these things is happening, I know who is the background I know who's causing all of this to happen, and he's not going to get me weary and to give up. I'm going to stand. So to me, the greatest thing that you and I can concentrate on in these last few days of 2021 is having our walk with God, making sure our relationship is right with him and that there's nothing, nobody, there anything that will hinder that. And whether you feel like you're getting through or not, whether you feel numb like I did much of 2000, of 21 of this year, I know it lasted till just, just weeks ago. I begin to feel, I begin to feel a break. Yes, I begin to feel it. As I said, I was numb, but I I never took that, that God was not hearing my prayers, that God was not moving, that God was not meeting needs. Supernaturally, God moved for us in ways that I can't even tell you. But at the same time, there's other things that just seemingly would not move. They would not change. And Satan was harassing us through different things and through different ways that Satan tried to harass my wife, my family, my staff, our church. Many things he tried to do to us. And I'm sure many of you have gone through the same thing this year. But I want to tell you something. God was always God. He never left his throne. He was right there with us in every moment of the day, every every moment of the night. You know, sometimes I had sleepless nights, but I wasn't mad at God. I wasn't saying ever, God, where are you? I was just standing on that rock. Upon this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Well, I'm asking you the question, what matters to you the most? Well, what matters to you the most should be your relationship with God. What about your spiritual life? I asked a question a minute ago. Are you better off uh, December the 28th, 21 than you were December the 28th, 20? And if Jesus gives us another year at December the 28th, 22, will you be stronger? I believe I'm stronger in my faith. I believe I'm stronger in my relationship with God. I believe I got greater confidence in God. You know, I've had people, I've had people to disappoint me very much this year. 
I've had people that walked out of our life and and just for no reason that I know of and just walk out of our life and and have not treated us kindly. But you know, I, I didn't I didn't let their decision affect my love for them and my love for God and going on. You see, this is not easy to do. These are the lessons that I've learned. I've learned lessons over the years when when people have left me or walked out of my life. As I said in my message on Sunday, if you didn't hear it, when people leave me instead of me thinking and dwelling on what they did at the last, I just go back and try to pick up and say, God, they were there when I needed them. Well, not at the last, but they were there. Maybe they were there for years, maybe a few months. And they sowed into the ministry, they tithed, they gave. But I just go back and think on the good things of that relationship so Satan can't torment my mind about what they did at the end of the relationship. And too many times, that's how people live their life. They, they think on the end of the relationship and put people, put them, they, 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 they just put them out of their life. Well, I, I know there's people that I don't want anything to do with because of how they, they treated us and what they did, and I don't want any more to do with them. I'm not, that you say, well, that sounds like unforgiveness. It's not unforgiveness. It's just I'm aware of what they do, and so I don't need that harassment. I don't need that to, to walk through again. So if they wanted to go, then they're gone, and I'm not going to stew and and go over and over again about them leaving. That's their choice, and so uh, I let them go. So, uh, you know, what are you going to do about these next three days? Are there some habits in your life, some type of bad habits that you have that you're going to carry in to 22? Or are you going to say, God, by your grace, you know, I say someone, someone, you know, you, you, you've smoked and smoked and smoked and you just say, I can't give it up. Well, you can give it up. You can. You say, oh, no, I can't. Well, see, when you begin to say, I can't, you know, God is the strength giver. God is the power giver. And so, you know, smoking... Um, Smoking is not healthy for you. I'm not saying it'll take you to hell, but it'll sure destroy your body. You know, I I know of a person that just passed, just passed. They smoked for years and years and years, got COPD, and, and you know, they just never was able to get over that. And so their life was taken out because of all these years of, I mean, they quit. They quit when it was too late. But see, God will give you the strength to do whatever is right. And so that's what I'm talking about. Are there relationships? Are there, there, there things that are broken that you can repair, that you can fix? Is there bad habits of some kind? I just mentioned smoking, but other bad habits. Maybe you use bad language. Maybe, you know, I, I don't know what all the habits may be that people have, but is that something you want to get cleared up? before the year ends. See, don't wait till January the 1st and Samuel has started. Go ahead and do it today. Go ahead and do it this evening. You know, um, I, I said in, the, in my message on Sunday when I was preaching Sunday, I said, 
how you leave is how you enter. And I, I, I just feel like this is a, a statement that I need to repeat over and over again because I want you to leave 2021, even if you're suffering and you're sick and you've been sick and you've had one of the worst years of your life. I know, I get messages all the time. I know some's had heart surgery, some's had COVID, some's had relationship problems, some's had problems with their children. I mean, it goes on, financial problems. And, but you know, take these, take these last few hours of this year just to lay it all down on the altar and say, God, I know you love me. I know, see, see, that's one thing I know. I know God loved me. I know God loved me when we were going through all of the trials here with the ministry center and other things. I know God loved me. And I just rested in the fact that God loves me. Can you do that? You say, well, I don't know why I'm sick. I don't know why we had to go through all of this. I don't know why all these things is happening. You know, I don't know why it happened to us either, but it did. And so by me just constantly saying, God, why, 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 why? It wouldn't have gotten any better. But you know what? God helped us through the storm. We just have a few hours left. And I'm sitting here. I don't want to finish these hours out and say, oh, 22, come on in, I'm ready for you. Well, I am, but I want to live out. I want to live out the rest of this year with peace, expectation. I want to leave, I want to make sure I'm leaving this year exactly right. And when I see and understand that we've moved in to 22, I want to enter in with faith. I want to enter in with confidence. Well, let me ask you, do you want to enter in with greater faith, greater confidence, and greater commitment? You know, there's a lot of people that won't go to church now because of COVID. They say they're afraid of, afraid to come together for COVID and they won't go to church. Well, you know, to me, that's an excuse. Because the same people that won't go to church go to supermarkets, they go to other restaurants, they go to other places. And so to me, that's just an excuse. You may be one of those that says, well, I'm just, I'm just not going to go to church, I'm afraid. Well, why aren't you afraid in a restaurant? Why aren't you afraid um, in this, to go shopping in the grocery store? You know, I don't mean this to to make anybody mad at me. If you are and you want to turn me off, that's your preference. But, you know, I'm just saying it's time that God is first in our life. God is first in our life. See, a committed person is a dedicated and disciplined person. And when trials comes to a dedicated, committed person, they don't fall apart in the trial and start saying a bunch of things. They they try to find a way to get through the problem and get on to their intended destination. You know, I have some decisions that I have to make 
by the end of the year, and that's just a few hours. And we're trying to make those uh, before um, we, we get to the place of that. I mean, we're trying to contact some people and hadn't been able to contact them, so it's not our fault that we can't make the decision because someone else is involved. And we're trying to contact them and, and they're not returning our, our, uh, our phone calls, etc. And But I'm not frustrated over that. I know that God somehow has my future in His hand. He has your future in His hand. And if we put our hope in Him and our trust in Him, He will give us the grace <clears throat> to walk through everything that comes along. See, as I said, when, when people are committed, when people are disciplined in serving God, when the problems come, you just take the Word and you say, God, your Word is alive. Your Word is active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. You're giving me the grace. You're giving me the strength. You've given me what I need to walk through this. I'm not going to let my emotions get out of hand. I'm not going to make emotional decisions, but I'm going to walk and stand in faith, and I'm going to love you, Lord, no matter what. See, things happen to our plans. Roadblocks come and detours come. Boy, do I know that. As I just said two or three times here already, that we've had, we've had so many roadblocks and detours in 21. But you know what? I just realized the roadblock was there, the detour was there, and it hurt us. And as of this moment that I'm speaking, our finances in 21 have been way below, way below what they were in 20. And we need a miracle. We need a miracle. See, I wanted to help the people in the Philippines that's going through such a hard time. We need a miracle to be able to do what we need to do in these next three days. But you know what? I'm not giving up. See, Romans 8 and 37 says, and this comes from the Amplified Translation, Yet amid all these things, we are more than conquerors and gain a surpassing victory through Him who loved us. We're more than conquerors. I want you to think on that thought right now. You say, oh, Pastor, I, 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 I'm, just, I'm just standing and looking at a mountain. I'm looking and... I'm standing in the valley. I'm, I'm looking at an ocean. It's so wide. You, you may be looking at the biggest mountain you've ever looked at. But I want you to look in the face of Jesus right now. <clears throat> look into the face of Jesus right now. And let his eyes just penetrate you. Because he said, come to me, all you that labor, and I will give you rest. <clears throat> you know, I said earlier, someone's had a hard time with smoking. Cast that on him and say, Lord, by your grace, I'm giving it up. I'm giving it up because it's doing me no good. Yet admit all these things, we are more than conquerors. You're more than a conqueror. 
Maybe your marriage is troubled. Maybe, maybe you don't get along with your spouse. Why don't you find something good about them and begin to think about the good things? Rather than the things you don't like, instead of picking at the little things. Don't pick at the little things with your spouse, with your child, with your parents, or whoever it may be. Find something good. Think on that and dwell on that. And then when they do something to annoy you, go back to that. And don't respond. Don't, don't have uh, buttons they can push. One of the things I've asked God to help me, I don't have them all gone. I mean, every now and then something, somebody will push a button I thought I had under control. I'm far from being perfect. Yes, I am. I'm far from being perfect. But I've gotten rid of a lot of buttons that, that people can't push. God can't use Satan to push those buttons. And see, if you've got buttons, that's a good thing to, to ask God to help you get under control before this year passes. God help me get rid of all my, my, my buttons so people can't push them and I go off. I explode when the buttons are pushed. Again, amid all these things, we're more than conquerors and gain surpassing victory through Him who loved us. For I'm persuaded beyond doubt, I'm sure that neither death nor life nor angels or principalities, nor things impending and threatening, nor things to come. No powers, no height, no depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Right now is the greatest opportunity as we are closing this year to say, Lord, Forgive me for my wrongs. Forgive me where I've messed up. Help me. Help me to be the person you want me to be. Help me to do what you want me to do. See, 1 Corinthians 15, 57, again, coming from the Amplified Translations, he said, But thanks be to God who, who gives the victory, making us conquerors through our Lord Jesus Christ. You're a conqueror. I've got confidence in you right now. You're a conqueror. You're a conqueror. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Decide. I read the scripture. We're more than conquerors. So you're a conqueror through Jesus Christ. The mountain's not too big. The valley's not too low. The ocean is not too wide. God lives on the inside of you. And what he brought, Don and Sharon Clowers and our family through in 2021, I know he'll bring you through, whatever it is. See, God's given us this word that we can be more than conquerors if we're committed and disciplined to do the right thing when uncomfortable things happen. When uncomfortable things happen, God will give you the grace to do the right thing. You know, I say this from time to time, but not everyone grows, not everyone that grows old, listen to this statement, not everyone that grows old grows up. 
Not everyone that grows old grows up. And my desire is to see you grow up and become strong in the Lord. See, I know that many times constant problems come. And when they do, Satan makes you try to become the victim instead of the victor. But decide, decide today with me. As you enter in to 2022, that you're not going out the victim. You're going out the victor. You know, what kind of problems are caused by a lack of spiritual maturity? Think about this with me. What kind of problems are caused because of a lack of spiritual maturity? I'll say this, there's relationship problems. There's selfishness. There's insecurity. There's being easily offended. Unwillingness to forgive. Blame. Shifting the blame, the reason why I did this, why I said this, the reason why I'm acting that way. Financial problems caused by living emotionally rather than using wisdom and common sense. Buying when you know you don't have the finances. Going in debt and paying ridiculous interest rates when you know you don't have the means to do that. And then you struggle with what you purchase. Then you get mad at God and say, God's not meeting my need. And then you're short. And then you don't tithe and you don't give. I want to say this with all the love that I know how to say it in compassion. I really feel bad for people that don't tithe on a regular basis and say they're a child of God. I feel bad for you because you're missing the opportunity. You say, well, I tithed and my refrigerator broke. I tithed and we had this car accident. I tithed and my my a blowout came. Uh, you know what? I've had every one of these things happen. Our refrigerator went, went bad. And, you know, it, it cost more money than I really wanted to pay to get it fixed. But I had to have it. I had a tire to go bad, had to get it fixed. I had to get another one. Um, you know, uh, we had an accident in the car. Uh, wasn't mine. I didn't touch anybody, I, but they hit me, and I had to pay to get that fixed. You know, just, just, just things just over and over happen. And I tied, but you know what? God always supplies the need. And there's a lovely lady in Canada lovely lady in Canada the other day texted me and she said, I want to send an offering to you and your wife personally. Well, you know, the decrease in the, the amount of exchange by the time we got it, it took out and then our tithe. But you know what? I was grateful that this person thought of us and wanted to give us something for Christmas. If you're watching now, 
I did say thank you, but thank you again. Thank you for, for doing that. You know, I have people that write me every day, call me every day asking me to send money. And then sometimes people say, sow seeds because of my needs. It's okay for me to do this or anyone else to do this in a preaching message. It's okay for us to do this. But it's not okay to call somebody up or send them a notice and say, hey, you're in a hard time, sow seeds. Now, I'm saying it because I'm saying it broadly. Oh, yes, I'm saying it individually if you're listening, if you need to do that. But again, you've got to do it from your heart. You can't do it emotionally. See, if you give emotionally, there's nothing going to be rewarded to you because you're doing it emotionally, and then you're going to regret it later on. See, discontent and, and unhappiness is due to not trusting God's timing and His ways. And every problem and setback, one of the things that you need to do when there's a problem and a setback is stay committed, dedicated, and focused, and keep that hope. Keep that hope on the promise. Don't let the problem cause you to get weary. I know, as I said earlier, 21, it was a long stretch, and sometimes it's not the size of the problem. It's not the size of the trial, it's the length of the trial. But out, out, outstay the enemy. I, I ask you, outstay the enemy. Rise up, be strong. Let your words be filled with life. Let your thoughts be clear. Let your heart be filled with love. Don't let that problem get you weary. Decide today to say, Lord, I'm going through. 2 Corinthians 2.14, the Amplified Bible. But thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumph as trophies of Christ's victory and through us spreads and makes evident the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere. Let me read it again. But thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumph as trophies of Christ's victory. When we come through, we are a trophy of what Jesus paid the price for. Every time you win a battle, every time you walk through a trial, every time you let you 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 say, God, I've overcome and you've won the victory, you're a trophy of what Jesus did for you. And through us spreads and makes evident the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere. You know. Test frequently comes in life. I want to try as quickly as I can to, to go through this and then I, I want to pray with you. The test frequently comes in the life of a Christian. And I want to say passing the test, passing the test is the promotion to victory or to the next level. How many tests came this year? How many tests came this year and you gave up on the, it during the test? How many came that you gave up? Passing the test is the rewards where promotion comes and God takes you to the next level. When we fail the test, we can rest assured 
of getting to take it again. If you fail the test, you're going to get to take it again. Count your test that you might have had in a week and you might be amazed of how many you've had. Did you pass them? Did you give in to them? Now let me tell you what tests do. Let me tell you what trials do. Tests and trials test our real character and our true level of faith. Our degree of spiritual maturity and how much we love God. Tests show or reveal our true character, how much we love God, how much we trust God, how much we believe His Word. Your character is revealed by the test that comes your way. How have you handled the test that came to this year? Did you complain? Did you get mad at God? Did you stay home from church? Did you withhold your tithe and your offering and say, I'm not going to do it? Did a preacher uh, have an adulterous affair in some church or pastor and, and it upset you and you got mad at God and you quit tithing and giving? You know, Adam and Eve didn't pass the test, but God sent his son Jesus and Jesus passed the test. You know, there's a lot of ministers that's missed the mark and done wrong. And I'm not condoning that. I'm only saying they're human beings. They missed the mark. God didn't do wrong. That person did wrong. And that's no reason not. You, you say, I can't trust preachers. Well, you know, I know you can say that. But there's many men and women of God that didn't mess up, that didn't make the wrong choice. And the ones that do, pray for them rather than criticize them. And just because someone did wrong, don't, don't take the wrong they did out on God and stay away from church and say, I got hurt. And, and, and you know, I know lots of people right now, lots of people staying away from church because they got hurt in church. But you know, you can decide not to get hurt in church. You say, no, that's not possible. Well, you can let the hurt be there for a minute, but don't stay in the hurt. Jesus will heal you everywhere you hurt. You know, and so people stay away from the church. They stop tithing. They stop giving their offerings. But, you know, you can't punish God by what somebody else did. Just stay faithful to God, and that's what I've learned. Do you pout at someone and blame them for your situation? Again, remember that Tests reveal our true character, our true level of faith, and the degree of maturity. James 1 and 12, blessed, happy is the man, blessed, happy to be envied is the man who is patient under trial and stands up under temptation for when he stood the test and has been approved, he will receive the victor's crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Wow, I got to read that so good. James 1 and 12, the Amplified, blessed, happy is the envied. I'm sorry, blessed, happy to be envied is the man who is patient under trials and stands up under temptation. For when he has stood the test and been approved, he will receive the victor's crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. 
somebody's about to get the victor's crown before 2021 is over because you're going to stand up and say, I've had it. Satan, you're not doing this to me anymore. I'm walking by faith. Remember, rewards come only after we pass the test. Tests and trials reveal our weakness. It reveals whether we're committed or uncommitted. God allows them so we can see our areas of need. Don't be misled. Don't be self-deceived. Because when you're being tested and tried, God is not leaving you or forsaking you. It's Satan trying to take you away from God. You know, here's, let me just give you this as I wind this up. The forgiveness test. Someone may have hurt you and done your own. How long are you going to let them control you by keeping unforgiveness? Don't go out of 2021, 2021 without forgiving. But Pastor Don, you don't know what they, no, I don't know what they did to you. You don't know what people did to me. But don't leave 2021. I'm going to say it again. Someone may have hurt you and done you wrong. But how long are you going to be controlled by that when you don't forgive them? They're still controlling you. The faithfulness test. Finished what you start. Decide to finish. Don't keep starting things without counting the cost first. Count the cost before you start something. Before you go into 2022, decide you're going to count the cost before you're going to start something. The Judas Kiss Test. Don't pretend you're doing things for the right motives when you know there's another motive to act like you act like you care for someone else when you really don't. So the Judas Kiss Test. Judas kissed Jesus and he was betraying Jesus with a kiss. You know, be real in your relationships. Don't be fake. Be real in your relationship. The rejection test. People may have rejected you, but Jesus <clears throat> was rejected for you. So don't use that as an excuse to live in fear and insecurity and reject other people before they reject you. How many things do you run away from? How many things have you run away from because you had a spirit of rejection in you? Don't live, don't go out of 2021 with a spirit of rejection. Ask God for God, 2 Timothy 1 and 7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. I just got a couple more here, or three more. The loving, the unlovely test. Loving the unlovely test. That is having, that is loving the ones that have persecuted or harmed you in some way. Pray for them anyway and go on with your life. I mentioned that early on. I don't have time to dwell on it now, but I, I want you to pass that test. Not complaining test. Have you been a complainer? Remember, you can't control everything, so learn to be content instead of, instead of complaining in your test. Be thankful to God that you have His love and strength. Keeping your peace in the storm. Keeping your peace in the storm. Being joyful in the trials and tests. And then the one I've mentioned several times. Overcoming the trial and test of tithing and offering. You know, for my wife and me, tithing and giving 
has never been an issue. When we were so poor, when we were so poor, and today as we're blessed, I mean, you know, we still have to walk by faith, but when we were so poor, we, we had to sell our watches even to survive at a pawn shop. We sold our watches at a pawn shop at a very young age. And you know what? Somehow in some way God saw that I was going to tithe and give rather than use the tithe on myself. Don't let 2021 go without saying, I'm going to be a tither. I'm going to be a giver. I'm going to close and ask you, I'm going to ask you now, if, you, you're, you, if you're behind on your tithe, if you've got some offering that you know you need to give, if you don't feel led to give it to us, give it, give it to some other ministry. But you know, I'm not complaining. We, we need $80,000 to, as at this moment, to make even come up even with what came in in 22 in our ministry. That's right. That's how much this big catastrophe took out of us in, in ELC. And so Satan is trying to rob us of that, but I believe before the clock strikes midnight 2021, somehow God is going to supply our need. He's going to bring that back. Yes, I've sown seed. Yes, we have. Just this past week, my wife and I sowed seed. The church has sown seed. Don Clower's ministry has sown seed. We have sown our seed, and we're believing God that He's going to return it. I encourage you right now to sow your seed. Sow your seed. Do what God is telling you to do. Everything I've said here, I want to pray with you right now. Father, I've, I've mentioned these different tests. The forgiveness test. The faithfulness test. The Judas kiss test. The rejection test. The loving the unlovely test. Not complaining test. Keeping your peace in the storm. The joy in the trials and overcoming the tithing and giving test. Whatever it is that this individual needs your grace to do in 2021, these few hours that are left, give them the grace, give them the grace to make this test and pass this test. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for giving them the grace to pass this test. Somebody is passing the test. Somebody's rising up. You're making things right with God. Your relationships. God is healing you. God is doing something right now. I sense it in the mighty name of Jesus. You that have lost loved ones, let healing come to you. Let breakthrough come to you. God, meet every need. Meet every need. Now go to elglobal.church. 
Go to elglobal.church. Do what God's telling you to do. And that's all you need to do. Well, I've loved this time that I've got to spend with you this evening. And I'm looking forward for the next time I'll be with you. It'll be 2022. And so I'm expecting in 2022 for you have raised to another level. That I believe I will be in another level of faith myself. I'm expecting a great 2022 for you. I'm expecting for you to hear from you and say, Pastor Don, we are believing, we're standing in faith with you, we're agreeing with you that our 2022 is going to be better than our 2021. And no matter what comes, we're going to stay committed. We're going to stay faithful. We're not going to back down. We're not going to surrender. We're not going to to retreat, but we're going to press forward in the midst of all of it. Amen. Amen. Well, I love you. Jesus loves you. And I hope to be with you real soon.